You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is Inside Purple and Gold. Welcome back to Inside Purple and Gold. I'm Dean Mizutani alongside Tom Schreier. We are breaking down the Vikings' 11-point loss to the Detroit Lions. Vikings now 10-3, and do not clinch the NFC North. There is a world in which the Vikings lose out, Lions win out, then we're talking tiebreakers. Um, so the NFC North is not won today. It could be won next week. Um, but more the more glaring issue... Um, a lot of the things that have plagued the Vikings this year that they've managed to battle through kind of reared their ugly head and and, and added up to a loss. Tom, mm-hmm. what did you we, – we, we were talking about it a little bit, you know, in segment one. Kevin O'Connell probably outcoached today. There there mm-hmm. were just things throughout the game uh, that, that made you kind of go, okay, um, well, that wasn't good. So, you know, what was your biggest takeaway? I know there's there's obviously one play a lot of people are talking about. Um, if you want to dig into that, go ahead. But if not, just, you know, big picture. What do you think of O'Connell's day? Yeah, I think big picture. I think it's a little bit of like he kind of outsmarted himself. Like mm-hmm. he was like, yeah, I'm down a couple guys. This is on the road. I do think coaches actually think more in terms of like that's the blue team. You know what I mean? Like because cause like to them, they see all the changing parts, right? They constantly get and lose jobs basically. And they probably kind of know like half the guys on the sideline or whatever. So to someone who's watched the Vikings their whole life, you go, yeah, well, yeah, you have to beat the Lions to someone else. They're like, dude, I'm some guy from San Diego who previously had a job here and whatever and like whatever. So uh, I think, you know, I, I think he went into it almost like overzealous. I go, you know, like this is not the most important one or the the fatal mistake, if you will. But uh, and I'm trying to play, pull up the actual sequence of it. But like that fourth and one play where, again, I don't mind the aggressiveness. I actually like. I think the broadcast like did not explain it well. Like you just go for fourth and one there because you're like in the middle of the field, you know, like, and, right. and, and you should, and I understand people don't like charts and stuff, but it's like, this is something where even before kind of like analytics took over, people were like, man, these coaches are too conservative. Like for God's sake, you have to get a yard. I don't understand. I think Dalvin cooks a really special player. I don't understand why it was like a draw run, you know, yes. up the middle. Um, and I just, I think the hard thing is like, Kirk Cousins isn't the kind of player where it's like just put in his hands, right? Like when going back to like week one, when LaFleur took the ball out of uh, Rogers' hands at fourth and one, I was like, well, what the hell are you doing? Like it's right. Aaron Rodgers, right? And if it's Mahomes or if it's Josh Allen or something, obviously Cousins isn't there, but you have so many weapons there. My preference would be like give Kirk the options and he'll go through those reads pretty quick and find the guy. Right. And you have mm-hmm. enough of these, like weird, like Osborne weirdly, like they go to him in key situations and he usually has sure hands. I, uh, you, I know Hawkinson had that weird drop, but like Hawkinson is a kind of guy you could, you know, it doesn't need to be yes. a Justin Jefferson play. I don't understand why they ran it there. And like, that was the start of kind of this, what the hell are you doing here? Yeah. The, the run play there. If you're going to run, I get it. Like a lot of their runs as a, as a team are constructed with outside zone and, and getting the running back the ball. 
out of the gun, but you need one yard. It's always going to be lost on me when you put the running back, you know, six mm-hmm. yards in the backfield on fourth and one. Yeah. Well, what did you think of the jump pass in at the end, in the end zone? Um, I, you know, Kevin O'Connell defended the play after the game, um, basically said that we, we've worked on it in practice. It was there, interior pressure screwed with the timing. Uh, but given the situation, end of the half, a, time, a chance to double up, something O'Connell loves to do, score at the end of the half, get the ball back in the second, yeah, yeah. you know, to start the second and score again. Detroit, I think, had one timeout at the time. You could have run the ball and, and kind of forced them to use it or, you know, kept the clock running, made sure that Jared Goff and the offense didn't get any sort of time left on the clock to make anything happen, score any points. Instead, they go with, you know, a, a, a jump pass where it's handed, it's tossed yeah. to Dalvin Cook. He kind of shuffles his feet and he's supposed to throw um, and he doesn't get the ball you know, tucked away, fumbles, Lions ball. They end up missing the field goal. But the, you know, the bigger issue is that the Vikings don't get any points on that red zone possession. Yeah. Um, what did you think of that play call in that moment? Yeah, um, I didn't like it. I mean, I think I, I'm an advocate of like trick plays for lack of a better word. Like I, I definitely want to see Justin Jefferson throw the ball. He clearly wants to throw the ball. And I think I've seen enough where like he throws accurately enough. He, yes. he tucked and ran with it. I think against the Jets and like, he's clearly like, like, asking the team to like let him do this and i'm fine with cook doing it it's just like in a crucial juncture you had a guy whose job isn't to throw the ball throwing to a guy Mm -hmm. who isn't your best tight end right it isn't hawkinson he was throwing to johnny munn on that play and i think that's a play i like the creativity i actually think o'connell especially early on when he wasn't doing other things right was actually really creative in the red zone and and setting up his guys and that's something we just didn't see with like clint kubiak or the other guys under zimmer um i just play it straight up and i think that's a play you go to if you're just not getting it done and i think this is actually kind of the chief concern i have with the vikings in this game they played like the lions should beat them right you should go into if you're the 10 win team and you're playing the five win team I understand yes. how hot the lines are. I the more I think about it, the lines just really screwed up the first part of their season. But yes. like, but I think like go play them straight up. Like just run Dalvin Cook at them. Run a fade white route to Justin Jefferson. Do something for Hawkinson. Like just play it at least in that juncture straight up. It's and first I just, and goal. Yeah, it's first yeah. and goal from the three. Exactly. And that you know, Thielen even just made a play there. Like Thielen could be an you know, that's the thing, is like just play that straight up. I know like the odds of what happened are low like like it it was a good strip play or whatever but like that could happen if he's just dancing around in the backfield yes. um he could throw he could miss months you know or whatever like, you know there's just like i get the creativity and stuff i think that's a play you run if you're just stuck and i think let yourself get stuck before you run that play i guess yeah yeah it's yeah, i get it i understand both sides of the coin and if that play works people are like oh my god what a play in that moment um but i think regardless of if it worked or if it didn't, I would just be like thinking the same thing like you, like you didn't need to do that. Dalvin cook had a touchdown run earlier in the game. Yeah. You know, granted he was ineffective for basically the entire game kind of rendered ineffective with, with constant negative runs. But in that moment, first and goal from the three, a chance to make Detroit burn their final timeout, run it again, get the clock down, almost leave them no time to score. You call, a, like you said, a, a play for someone to do something that they're not used to doing. And mm-hmm. and that's where you kind of lose me there. 
I think a lot of the things that happened on that particular play probably would not happen if you ran that play 10 times. Um, I don't know if the interior lineman would get destroyed. I don't know if Dalvin cook would shuffle his feet to ruin the timing of the route. I don't know if the punch at the ball would be perfect, but like you leave yourself susceptible to those things when you don't play straight up. Like you said, the Vikings played this game, like they were the five and seven team chasing down the 10 and two team. Um, They tried to kind of, and you almost saw it too with, you know, Kevin O'Connell going for two. I, I generally like, going for two down eight. Um, I, I think it's, you know, it's something where the analytics kind of support. Yeah. You're more likely to get a two point conversion twice, or you, you're less likely to get stopped twice on a two point conversion Yeah, than you are to, to you know, so it, it, there's, there's math behind that, but it, that's another one where you know, you're not playing for overtime. You're playing for, you know, to try and win the game outright in regulation, which I generally think is a good strategy, but, against the lions when you're the 10 and two football team, I think you just have to play this one straight up and and, then say your players are better than theirs. Yeah. I think it's interesting that Delvin cook went for 96 yards, I think in the first game Mm -hmm. and Justin Jefferson, the lions held him to 14. So it's kind of crazy that of all teams, that was the one, right? Um, I think what changed really is Jefferson learned the defenses a little more and cousins honestly just got a little more ambitious with his throws. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, but, uh, but I think, um, I still think I would not look at this as like, well, um, Cook had 23 yards, so therefore he can't punch it in. I just think that's like a bad mentality. I'm not saying yes. the team did. I just it's, it's the same thing where like, yeah, it's a little funny that Justin Jefferson, we can get into how the hell this team only scored 23 points and Justin Jefferson had 223 yards receiving. But it's it's kind of the same fallacy where you're like, we'll go to him in the end. So that's not really true. I just think it's more give Kirk options, like run a couple different plays and try a few different things before you kind of go into this. Um, you know, desperation mode or whatever you want to call it. I think in terms of, you know, going for two. Um, yeah. I mean, I, so yeah, down, down eight. I mean, sure. Part part of me is like Greg Joseph isn't a sure thing in terms of <laughs> kicking the field goal. Um, I understand the analytics. I just thought there was enough time and it tr- turned out to be true that like, you Close, could end up, yeah. You, yeah, you end up chasing the point. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? And I think, listen, they've done that in games where Joseph just missed. But I, yeah, I mean, I like an aggressive mentality. It just, it felt overzealous. I guess that's my point is like, it, yes. it just felt overzealous in what they did. And so it's like, don't take away the aggressive mentality. Go beat a team on the road, right? But um, you just overdid it a little bit. And maybe that's just a first year coach has to calibrate that or whatever. But yeah, I just, it also is just kind of a weird play. I know Thielen had just, scored or whatever or had just set up mm-hmm, set them mm-hmm. up or whatever but like yeah the screen to Thielen I just I don't know it just it was a bit of like a hmm, game and I guess that's how you get this result yeah and look the, like he is a first year coach these things are going to happen you know he, he's pitched not a perfect game to this point but he, really Kevin well McConnell's yeah. been really 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 yeah. good and, yeah. and and this game doesn't take away from from how, how good he's been this season and, you know, the direction that he has the Vikings going in, you know, in a positive way. Yeah. But there were just some head scratching calls. It felt like, like you said, they almost coached it knowing they're down Christian Dersaw, down their starting center, Garrett Bradbury, down Harrison Smith. Like, uh, oh man, they almost yeah. bought into the under, like we're the underdogs narrative almost too much. Like from the jump of the game, like we're the underdogs. We have to make these plays. We have to take these risks when they were the 10 and two football team going in against a team that they had already beaten granted by the skin of their teeth. 
Um, but yeah, from the from the opening kickoff on, I think you saw just some head scratching plays, which which was a little bit a little bit weird for me from from what we what we've seen to this point. I guess I think this is at some point the Vikings are going to have to decide and maybe just like O'Connell's more of a realist than we think. But like, yeah. at what point are you just a dominant team, right? And we haven't seen that as much as we've seen the record. This is not '98. Um, this is not the the kind of team. It's not even like the the '17 team was so funny because it's like what are you guys doing? Like, how, how are you winning? You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean? Yeah. So it's not, it's not even kind of the, you know, effort mentality or whatever they had. Like this is, this is kind of just like they've embraced this identity of, as you mentioned, the underdog that like mm-hmm. who will make the next player or whatever. Um, don't force that narrative. You know what I mean? And it felt like in some right. ways that like even we, Matt Daniels. Now there's another one he got out coached in, but like, Matt yeah. Daniels in general, like, yep. has been really good. I know we didn't prep to talk about Matt Daniels here, but the fact that he gets beat like a bad return, um, mm-hmm. gets beat on the uh, fake punts, like this is a guy we're talking about, and I actually think he will be like a potential head coaching candidate. He is 33, which is my my age as well, which kind of makes me feel weird. But like, I'm like that dude is like in a really accomplished coach. Having said that, like that's something that we didn't expect to see, and like good for Detroit that this guy who had never heard of their offensive coordinator outside of like, obviously I guess within the game in week three, like he goes, yeah, we got a good return. Let's punch it in. You know what I mean? And that's actually a sign of like a good team that mm-hmm. probably no one expected going. We talked about after the jets game, I think like eventually the, the gash plays will, they'll just score on them. Yeah. That's what they did. They go, I'm going to challenge Metallus. We just had a great return or whatever. We just, you know, faked you out on the, on the punt. So yeah, it's just, it's, there are some uncharacteristic things. And then there's also some things where you want to see elements of it. You want to see elements of aggressiveness. They just yes. overdid it. And so again, sometimes I forget it's the first year, honestly, because it feels so long ago that they were in training camp, you know what I mean? Yeah, and yeah. stuff like that. And maybe we should see more progress at this point. Having said this, I guess I'll remind people, I think they'll iron some of this out by year two, year three, some of that stuff. Yeah. So kind of a funky week. They're, they're 10 and three now. Um, Tom kind of teased it, but when we come back, we'll talk more about Justin Jefferson. Can't talk about that guy enough. Mm-hmm. Um, T's incredible. It's amazing that the Vikings only scored 23 points today, considering what Justin Jefferson did. Uh, more on that when we return.